Welcome to our edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. This is an all-on podcast dedicated to all things Mexican football. When I say dedicated to all things Mexican football, we normally talk about the beautiful game in soccer. But today's edition, we're probably going to talk everything but football when it comes to Mexican soccer. And, uh, and all the things that transpired in the last week with Mexico and everything that was ha- happening, just kind of a weird week. We'll get right into that, starting with a question. But first, I want to say hello to Mr. Cesar Hernandez, who is always, always up to doing these shows, part of this Mexican soccer show cast, and uh, just an awesome overall individual, I have to say. Mr. Cesar, Whoa. how are you today? Look at that greeting. Look at that. I know, right? I feel I feel great after that uh, introduction there. Uh, but yeah, no, doing well. Uh, we were, I mean, talking for like a minute before we started recording a just kind of figure out my plans for for El Trafico, uh, El Trafico towards El Trafico, I guess I should say, unless I'm taking the train uh, for LAFC, LA Galaxy this Thursday. Still trying to figure out if I'm going to go to the game, if I'm going to cover the game, who I'm going to cover it for. I don't know, man. That's yeah. It, it's the life of uh, of of you know the journalist who really until the last minute they let you know and yeah, right. That's <laughs> it's, 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 definitely definitely been there. All right, well, let's start because we have a lot to talk about. And um, we want to make sure that we're getting to everything, especially because of the types of conversations that we're going to have. So uh, the big question tonight from our producer, Amy, who asked you guys, how do we look at what occurred this weekend in Liga Mekis? And then the question that everyone wants to know is, where do we even go from here? So it's up to you. It may, it may be a lot easier if we just start from like the beginning of the week. Of, yeah. of last week and how we felt and um and kind of guide us through uh, a week in Mexican soccer where it's probably one of the worst that we've seen before from everything that happened and then not only that kind of even tied into you know what happened with Mexico and the whole like Chapo Sun thing that kind of was during in the middle of this too where everyone's just bad news in Mexico but news came out obviously ex- explain to us about this whole Veracruz for people that are listening and even though we were all already kind of past it because of everything that happened there's some players that were protesting and didn't know if they were going to be able to go and actually you know attend a game and can't almost canceling the game because they haven't gotten paid so tell us about that yeah so i mean unfortunately this is nothing new yeah. when it comes to Veracruz and fortunately there's nothing new for for some Liga Mekis teams when it comes to uh debts to our, uh to players so basically what uh, what Veracruz wanted to do um and there was so there was a lot of whispers going back and forth that you know they're that they were going to consider protesting the game they're considered not showing up uh what is it the players association uh the Mexican players association uh posted a tweet saying that they were that the Veracruz players were going to not take part uh, in Friday's match, uh, but of course the issue too is that like if they weren't taking part in the match, then they could have potentially been relegated. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, Liga Mekis, uh, FMF, like kind of higher ups, were trying to figure out ways to kind of like give some like last minute funds uh, uh, to Veracruz in order to help them uh, to help them uh, take part in the game. Did, I mean, it's, did they like? I, and I heard that. Well, if they don't show up, then they're going to get relegated. And I just kind of go, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that would that really happen? All of a sudden, they're no, they don't have any more games, and where are they going to go? Like, I just didn't believe that that was going to happen either. I, I mean, I guess that's that's technically like that's like a, a, a regulation. Apparently, I don't know. That's that, I'm based we're, we come from a league that you Veracruz paid money to be in the freaking first <laughs> yeah. league. Like, like or, does FIFA go? No, you have to pay. But then, oh, it's okay, Liga Mekis. You can go ahead and do whatever you want with your league. Extend it to however many teams. Like, or like, my question is like, what if what if I mean, we clearly saw that like. 
I mean, Veracruz ended up taking part in the game and other Liga Mekis teams ended up taking part in their matches. But what if every single Liga Mekis team refused to play? Like, in theory, are you going to, were, were they going to, like, if somehow they, they all right relegated? It's yeah, but like, would that actually happen? But Benny, what ended up happening is that as opposed to them deciding not to take part in the match, what they ended up doing is they decided to to protest uh, the beginning of the match. But, but we didn't know that yet, right? So. Right. We're, we're walking through. They're like, "Oh, by the way, I, I think our our chat, you know, our football chat that we have with everyone, it was kind of like, are they going to show up? Are they not going to show up? Oh, look, I think Thursday was when the team, the you know, the communication came out. Yeah, we're going to be there. Okay, so they are going to play because Kuri is going to find some funds and pay them, right? I think it was like agreed yeah. on that. Okay, we did find they're going to get paid, and uh, I, I thir- by Thursday we were all kind of like, okay, I guess it's going to be regularly going to make us." Eki's weekend and we're all just kind of waiting to see what they're going to do then there were some kind of rumors or reports that that hey there's they're going to do a little protest at the beginning of the game and this is where all eyes now were looking for this game to figure out what was happening question there was a game before that i think it was puebla puebla atlas now i forgot uh yeah it was it was like was there any was there a pro there wasn't solidary protest like in the other this was it wasn't like no, I didn't. I, teams all got I wasn't, together, right? I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, so maybe there was something in that one that maybe that I missed, but I didn't get a chance to to watch that one. But I think the the bigger story from from the Veracruz I kind of issue was that yeah, they did the they did a little bit of a protest, but the issue was that there was some complications. Here it is. Reg, yeah, regarding the protest, and it was clear that like and like at first like I was like. I was definitely hoping for this to happen too, and I was like really, really excited. I was like, when you saw them kick off the ball, and it was clear that both Veracruz and both Tigres, like we have to mention that, like the first minute, both Veracruz and both Tigres decided that they weren't going to take part in this match. The, uh, they're kind of basically passing the ball around a little bit, but then clearly there's some miscommunication here about how long the protest was going to be, and you could see that Tigres were getting a little confused. Remember, if I remember correctly, it was Gignac who went up to Jurado, he was the first one. He wasn't like he rushed up to him. Chignac yeah. looked a little confused, walked up to him, and then Jurado ended Kicked up kicking it, it. And then after that, the, I guess in Tigres' mind, they weren't like, they didn't hit the ground running. You could tell, It was clear they weren't going to be like, all right, it's game time. But they were like a little confused, thinking like, okay, should we start playing? <laughs> so essentially, yeah, I don't know. So, it was a big, I, you know, we go back to this big communication problem. So on the surface... Veracruz was protesting, and Tigres scored two goals. That's how many right. people who didn't watch the match, right. how the news, and regardless if you agree on that, on the on the surface, I goes back again of how many times that I've done the Mexican soccer show. There is no one on PR like Mexico soccer. Uh, hire me, please. Could tell you, do not do this. It's just going to look horrible on you, regardless if you didn't mean to or whatever. I mean, I, the PR person must be just taking their hair off from their head how bad it looked because it's true on paper here's a Cruz who was who was standing for something right players not getting paid who said hey we're gonna we're, we're not gonna play for some minutes and and then Tigres took advantage and took two you know scored two goals you could see it that way and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it man there's so many people that just found this opportunity to hate Tigres in the end, too, it's just like, yeah, I, I think it's fair to be angry. I think I think it's also fair to recognize that Tigres players were a little confused. Well, yeah, you know, like and you can look yeah. at it when you really dig dive and actually watch the game and go back. 
you you can start to see it wasn't as easy as just Tigres just decided to f off. You know, say who cares about this? We don't care because I really doubt. And and I didn't actually watch the game uh, live, but I went back and and I was kind of watching it after everybody was like, "Look what Tigres did." I'm like, I really doubt that that's how they feel about other teams. You know that 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 maybe what they did, their actions were wrong. But, uh, you know, that's or everybody comes in and, and that whole talk of, you know, equipo chic or we've talked about this before. This yeah, is why yeah. it was just like, it was like the perfect, you know, it's the perfect fuel, like kind of just making this fire just just larger because they're, you know, everybody knows that Tigres right now is the best team. They have best players. They have Gignac. They've been winning a lot. It's like if I've never really said that, you know, Tigres is, is a big team, but the way they were hated made him to be like a big team like yeah you know you're big when a lot of people hate you and i'm like wow like <laughs> for me Tigres isn't you know a cruz azul chivas america or pumas but the way that everyone just jumped on him and that's what they would do to america or chivas or cruz azul but and and i, I think what's important here too is that like if you if you're a liga mackey's fan who really hope for for solidarity from like all liga mackey's teams okay yeah maybe get bothered at some of those teams that didn't show solidarity maybe get a little bothered for for Thigdis for for scoring those couple goals. I think it's also you also have to recognize that clearly there was some miscommunication there regarding how long the protest was going to be because it was clear in the first minute that Thigdis were taking part in this protest. Yeah. But I think I, I think but I think that I think what's more important though is if you're really a Liga Mekis fan that's angry, if you're really a Liga Mekis fan that's who's really frustrated and really feels like you should be supporting these players, I think don't Get angry at Tigres. Get angry yeah. at Fidel Curi. People get angry are, at Fidel Curi. People that's, that's are more angry at, yeah. at Gignac and Vargas for scoring those goals than they are for the for what happened. And I, that just kind of goes it goes back to my point. It's like you're just waiting to just to hate on Tigres. And believe me, if there's anybody that doesn't like Tigres is myself as a Leon fan who could have had an, a championship last season. Like I I don't Tigres is not my team at all. Or I, I yeah, it's like it's just. The, your your camiseta was showing, especially specifically the larger teams, like like fans of teams who are just like, see, sí, equipo chico, son unos blah blah blah. And I'm just kind of like, man, like everybody looked down. When you go back to it, and I did, I had a nice little thread that a lot of the Reggio Montanos really liked. By the way, I got a lot of Tigres fans now. I didn't know um, that started following me because <laughs> I really just kind of wanted to look at it. And it and you could just see, just like you said, after one minute, Gignac started. Rushing kind of going up to Jurado. Yeah. Jurado kicked it off. Then I think somebody kicked it. Um, went to Gignac. Gignac passed it to Duenas. Duenas was like, I don't know, um, Vargas from far out. Just kind of like, and I, this is where you just, interpretation. Was he scoring? I think he was just shooting over the keeper just to see what they were going to do. And it's like the first goal. Yeah, I, whatever. Yeah, I, I, you know, maybe, maybe he was shooting just to see, hey, are you guys going to play? But I do yeah. know that after that, it was kind of like everyone is is just kind of like, okay, they just scored. But then Veracruz, I didn't see any, hey, you know, we're waiting three minutes. Hey, Jinak, or hey, guys, we're going to wait three minutes. Um, then they keep kind of going over again. Um, they kick it out of bounds. It's three. It's past three minutes now. Um, Vargas has another opportunity to score. And he's like, okay, I guess you guys aren't ready to go. And goes back, hits it to Jinak. And this is where Jinak in my opinion, 
just got to get frustrated with the whole thing, you yeah. know, and just shoots. And his apology today, and we'll talk about that, you know, saying that he, he wasn't intending to shoot. I'm like, you know, come on, man. You, you're like one of the best shooters in Mexico. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> for you to like, say it. <laughs> come on, man. We see your FIFA ratings. You see your shooting. Like, That's like, pretty good right there. But I'm pretty sure. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But then I – but but I – you can fault Gignac for for scoring. But then I kind of go, it's like, it's like we're not players. You know, we're not there in the yeah. field. We're not we're not getting frustrated to do what we want to do. And I think he just had enough. I think he was most frustrated about the whole situation. He's like, you know what? Come on, guys. Let's 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 get going. And maybe that woke him up. And true, that might you know his reputation might have been tarnished. Um, people might not like him anymore, which I don't believe all that. I think he's just he's easy to hate on, and and even to the point that people were like, oh, this you know because it's French. And I'm like, come on, like yeah. get back to the actual problem. And it was the players didn't get you know. Yeah, paid. I I, th- I think in the end though, I think once again. I think fans should feel like uh, should feel like justified for being a, not not like not like extremely angry, but maybe a little bothered with Gignac, maybe True. a little bothered with Degas, maybe a little bothered with with more high profile Mexican players. You know, maybe why he hasn't like Chicharito said anything. Why hasn't I don't know. Let's let's say like a water out. Like yeah, maybe get a little bit bothered with those kinds of players for not saying something. But once again, if you're really gonna get angry at someone, get angry yeah. Fidel Curi. Oh, get angry, angry Fidel Curi. That's that's the dude that you should be getting angry at. Like that's the dude you should really be bothered by because he is basically, and also get get angry at Liga Mekis too for allowing Fidel Guri to to remain mm-hmm. basically like within the league to re- to have this continued power within the league, you know. And it's what was I think I forget what it was that Fidel Guri said afterwards after the game. Uh, so remember, this is the the Veracruz owner um, who has been who has had a, alleged issues uh, uh, giving out uh, the doble contratos or the double contracts to his yeah. players which is like basically like a big reason why you know these players have had you know issues with with payments and whatnot but i think he said like he i forget if he said he was embarrassed by his players or he said it was like an embarrassment something along those lines after the match and it's just i don't know it just it just it just that's another thing on the list <laughs> uh to add to this guy that just like of things that i don't like about him you know it's just it's just it's he's representative of kind of a what's holding back Liga Mekis. Yeah. You know? And, and I and I will like to say, for those of you guys that are, that message, you know, me or re- replied, where if you saw the other teams not playing, you know, why did you do something? True. And, and yeah. I, I'll get yeah. that. Like, you, you have a reason for thinking that Tigres are the worst of the worst, you know, scum. Like, like the way that they've been treated. And, and that's your opinion. Um, I, I, I chose to see that there was some, you know, a lot of confusion. And you're right, I wouldn't. I'm like, hey, these guys aren't playing. What am I going to do if the ball gets to me? I'm looking at my coach. You know, I, I'm figuring out, like, what, what should we do? I just think that there, overall there was some mass confusion. But you're right. You know, it was a bad time for Tigres. Yeah. And everyone's entitled to their, their own opinion. But at the same time, if would we be talking if this was like, if Puebla did this? You yeah. know, if like if it wasn't Yinak who shot the ball, if it was if it was you know Monarcas, you know, like if if Monarcas did this, would we be going like, oh, you know, horrible? There, you know, Kipo Chico. I think it was because it was one of the best teams, one of the best players in in, in our recent time that it just kind of exalted things to such a bigger thing that that you know it really wasn't that big, but. Um, and Chignac apologized too. He yeah. sent that tweet, like apologizing for the situation. And like, yeah, I mean, I don't 
I, I don't believe him that he <laughs> yeah. didn't want to score that goal. He did want to score that goal. That was a that was a nice shot, you know. <laughs> that was they, a very they, very good shot. But I, 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 I'm not gonna choose to believe it. But at the same time, I'll give the I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he supposedly wasn't. Like, yeah. I'm like, and I, th- I think if you're if you're looking for kind of like a I don't know kind of like a too long didn't read kind of situation about that game, <laughs> it was basically just like there was miscommunication over how long the protest would be. I, th- I think I think it's yeah. as simple as that. You yeah. Know? It, um, Pizarro at the uh, after the press conference in which, uh, you know, he he did say that they were they were saying one minute and they're like, okay, we'll give you one minute. Then they I guess they change it to three and they're like, wait, we haven't agreed to three, and then they never really confirmed as to yeah. yes or no. So they went on the field, they gave him the minute, and then after three, you know, Duenas went up to the bench and said, hey, are you guys going to play? How long are you going to do it? It has been after it was after three minutes and Veracruz was still not doing anything. So yeah, and that's the thing. If it was a three minutes and you saw it, then I'm like, yeah, okay, guys, it was you knew. But even then. That goal came at three something. Vargas had an opportunity to score, and 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 that's where I also go, where it's like, all oh, everyone in Tigres in that association, it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm pretty sure there were some players that had nothing to do with it that didn't. It wasn't like they were moving up. Vargas scored, which I think it's a mistake, and then the second time he had the opportunity and he didn't do anything. So I felt like a lot of people didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I think there was a lot of confusion. I think the fact that like other Liga Mekis teams. Uh, weren't like uh, taking part in the protest, uh, you know, also was kind of indicative of just like, yeah, that maybe there wasn't a united front. And like I said, too, it would have been nice too, like if you did see that tweet, you know, from the Players Association, it was kind of like backing up and supporting Veracruz. It would have been nice to see some of the more high profile Mexican national team players like going out, going out there and showing their support, you know, or maybe, maybe, even, maybe even someone who, who's uh I know someone like and I, I know it, it's it's a little different because no longer playing, but maybe like a, someone like a Rafa Marquez, you know, who's like a very well respected figure. Maybe if he were to kind of like step up and say something, although maybe it's a little tough with him, you hmm. know, because but <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I know I, I know I would hey. I would have liked yeah. I I think everybody's like again. I don't think anybody has a wrong opinion. That's how I saw things. If you saw it as you know jerks, you know, like why this is the time to be, you know, and then obviously the the racing videos come out and you know, even the Bielsa bring the you know, score a goal and the other like somebody tweeted that. It's like, well why didn't you know, if it was a mistake, why didn't he they let Veracruz score two goals so it'd be zero zero? I'm like Yeah. I don't it's know. Also- if I wasn't the keeper, I wouldn't want somebody to give me like it wasn't my fault. That's gonna go against me as the it's keeper. It's also it's also really easy for us. I just I mean exactly. not to not to, not, to, not to defend Thegus, you know, but like it's also really easy for us to be like sitting at home and watching this or like after the fact after seeing all the things that the players have said, seeing all the things that the commentators yeah. have said, to be like, This is what I would have done. But let's be real. If like if you agreed to like one minute, and if there was a little confusion, they're like, "Oh, they said three to five minutes. Should we do to three to five? Are we gonna do three to five? And then you like the game starts like, and if it's like three minutes, and you see some of your teammates playing, like, well, well, I don't know. I guess it'd be tough to know what I would do in that situation too, as well, because I would like to imagine that I would be, I would one hundred percent support Veracruz and I would one hundred percent support, uh, you know, like their yeah. protest. But if there was like. No, but if my teammates started playing and then if like the only thing that was agreed upon was one minute and I didn't know if it was going to be three or five and the ball came to me, what would I do? I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's and really, have, really. And you have your knack already all pissed looking at you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's it's, it's, it's part of it. Then you have then you have a coach like Tuca, right, who in a yeah. press conference today, Tuca said that and it goes back again. He, you know, he said no one officially said to me as a coach, hey, 
we're not going to, you know, we're, we're going to do a protest. It wasn't after the players, through their WhatsApp chats, you know, said, hey, we're going to do this for a minute. And then and then the three-minute thing came out. And then it was like, it was, the, you know, Tigris is just kind of saying no one really communicated. And at the same time, what did they gain from this? I, I go back, like, why did Tigris, like, what, for them looking like a-holes, what are they going to gain from it? I mean, you know three I mean? points. <laughs> but they, but at the same time, it was kind of like, uh, do you really believe that that that's it? They wanted to score twice. I don't know. And then just, uh, I don't know. It would have. I mean, I think. I think. Yeah. I think once again. Yeah. Like then, just the summary is like there was some miscommunication about uh, the protest, and it would have been really, really nice to see every, like all the other teams protesting as well, and to potentially like some even some ha- did, some didn't, right? Yeah, and like it would it would have been nice to see like a full like weekend strike where there were just no games, but. I don't know. It, it, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little sad to see that it didn't actually go through. But then again, that's not even the worst news of the league in this weekend. Yes, not not at all. To close off this, um, Gignac got his hundredth goal, <laughs> <laughs> and it might might be a little asterisk. Now people are like, "Oh, that'll be stained." Nah, I, don't, I really don't think it will. Like, it's not like people are going to think that he, you know, he he didn't deserve his hundredth, you know, goal. Or I'm sure he's going to score again. And I don't know. Um, but again. Uh, if, if if you believe that, you know, Tigres acted out, that's your opinion, and that's fine. Yeah, I think it wasn't the right thing that they should, you know, they, somebody, they, they shouldn't have scored, granted. So I'm not disagreeing with anybody, but I feel there was a lot more in that conversation. Um, yeah. Also, really, uh, really quickly, uh, I think uh, Amy added it in the rundown. Uh, I think something, because once again, just kind of focusing on, like, if you're going to be angry at someone, uh, in this situation, definitely be angry at Fidel Curi, and especially be angry with him because you know Carlos Salcido uh, after the match, mm-hmm. uh, you know when he was talking to the press about like what was going on, a little bit of the confusion. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think Amy sent out a, a tweet about it, um, she, where Salcido was basically saying that you know the women's team for Veracruz, you know they that they don't you know they don't have any like like water, like water Jeez. be given to players like to shower, to hydrate, and that like they're not making much money. And that I think, well, players living in the stadiums, yeah, like stuff like that. But just like he went into details about just like, you know, just it's it's not just, uh, you know, these players, too. You know, it's also it's not just a men's team, too. It's 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 a women's team that's really, really struggling under Kuri. It's it's that I think I saw another thing, too, where just like players as kids were like getting kicked out of schools. And I think he was basically implying because of the lack of payments that they've yeah. been having, so they haven't been able to like, keep them in those schools too. So it doesn't just impact these these the, these men's players, but it also impacts you know you know the women's team. It also impacts the kids of these players too. It impacts obviously the staff too. The reports you see, the staff that's underpaid or just like I don't know. It, it, so so once again, I think if, if you if you're going to be angry at someone in this situation, don't be. I mean, be a little bothered by by Thigidis, I guess if you want to be, but definitely be angry at Kuri. I just don't see how the the league doesn't just step in and go, we'll figure out what's going to happen with Cody and the financial troubles. And we, this might be the last time that they're going to they're going to be in you know, in Liga MX, you know, first division, and just pay the players. It's not like the players had any problems with it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just that's where it comes down to where where the league doesn't take ownership and go. You know what? We know that there's problems and you know and, and and there's this, there's this manager. I mean, there's this owner who doesn't want to pay his players, but we're gonna step in and pay for them, and then we'll figure it out, like with with this team. And maybe this team's not gonna be a part of it. Then you know, but then the fans get get brought up into this. It's just it's just a mess, man. And it, yeah. and it goes back. Yeah, there's there's Fidel Curi, but you also kind of have to go with the league. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's it's just it's just disappointing. And once again, I mean, like, I wish that we could be like, usually in the Mexican soccer show, we talk about, you know, some like funny stuff that like happened or, like during some games or sometimes we'll talk about, you know, like the exciting form of like certain players. But this just kind of like kicked off. Well, I mean, if we're I mean, I guess there were there's stuff from earlier the week on Thursday that we were just talking about there that, that was off the field over there in Sinaloa. But yeah. I mean, th- I mean, this this is kind of like a part of like what kind of kicked off like kind of like an ugly weekend in Liga Mackey's. Well, yeah, yeah, there was um, the, and it had to do, I mean, on Thursday, right, with what happened in Sinaloa and all, everything there, that they they did cancel a, a, um, Dorados, a match, yeah. Yeah, the Dorados yeah, the, match, right, because yeah. of all the violence. So at first, yeah. that's how we kind of got on our radar, hey, Dorados match has been canceled, We're like, what's going on, and then boom, right, I mean, there's a war zone, there's people with the, you know, laying down and 50 cal like shooting off and you're just like oh my gosh and that just kind of started a weekend of like wow this is me mexico man it's like this is this is what's happening you're kind of embarrassed and you're sharing and 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 you're seeing how the whole world is looking at us and then came okay well now tigres isn't gonna play i mean now now veracruz isn't gonna play and the players and and then all that happened you're like oh my gosh the whole world's kind of looking at and i saw the headlines it's like i mean even there was well, there's a female um, U.S. soccer player, Hope Solo. I think she like check out what happened with Tigres and and Veracruz and like kind of you know shame on Tigres and I'm like in Liga MX. I'm like oh my gosh. So there's yeah. that. It's just it just sucks too because I mean we we've talked before. I mean obviously it's important to bring these things up and talk about them. But also I do feel as like someone who covers a game. Unfortunately, there are numerous occasions in which you feel like there are certain uh, I want to say like. Uh, let's say like news networks or let's say like media sites or Twitter accounts that they only, when they do talk about Mexican soccer, it tends to focus on these things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's really, really frustrating when it does emerge. Yeah. It's important to talk about these things and it's important to go over them, but it's also really frustrating too. When you see certain people, like the only time they talk about Mexican soccer is when like these yeah. kind of situations happen too. And it just, it just doesn't help with the reputation of the league too, you know, cause there are a lot of, there are a lot of people who don't really, you don't really give Liga Mekis or Mexican soccer the, the you know the respect that it deserves, and then when they see things like this, they kind of discuss certain stereotypes or kind of generalizations about about not only just like Mexican soccer but just Mexican culture too. So it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a little disappointing when you see stuff like this. Well, it's kind of like you know what happened Thursday and all that. You're like, great, you know, yeah. there's all this narcos talk and people talk about that and, and the drug lords and drug cartels and boom, you know, and then yeah. you see it yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's Come embarrassed to be, you know, Mexican, yeah. and you're just kind of like, come on. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't end then. I mean, we keep going with our with our rundown, right? Um, there's some games, and then you know, came Sunday, where we've seen this before. We've seen this in in Liga MX specifically with with these fan bases that just have this hate towards each other. And regardless of, I didn't really understand this one either. Um, but Querétaro and San Luis who all of a sudden, uh, you know, I, I think I was talking to Tom Marshall um, and on WhatsApp, just sending each other some, uh, we, we just, we, we were just chatting, completely not even talking about soccer. And I just hear him go, he's, you know, he's talking, he's doing his thing. And he's like, whoa, oh my gosh, you're watching what's happening in, in Querétaro, San Luis. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on now? Like, you know, I thought it immediately it went to violence in my brain. And yeah, yeah, it, it happened. There is towards the end of the match, it had to be, 
It had to be canceled, right? The match was actually canceled. Yeah, it was. It, it was suspended. Suspended. It was suspend- yeah, it was. It was basically suspended, and it was like it was near the end of the match too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't watching the game because I mean, I'll, I'll be real. Like, uh, you know, uh, San, San Luis Querétaro. Like, I mean, it, it's tough to watch those games because like sometimes they're not televised. I, I'm not sure if this one was televised in the U.S. You'd have to find like a stream or something. It's not the most exciting like matchup. And I was uh, watching uh, some uh, MLS playoffs at that point, but then like my phone started blowing up. You know, basically, like, uh, based off what the scenes were happening over there. And, like, I kind of, like, uh, I've basically just been, like, following along, like, since then. But, yeah, I mean, even if you're not, even if you're not a, a hardcore supporter of League of Mechies, more than likely you've seen some of those videos that uh, that have emerged, some of the reports that emerged, too, of just, like, the, I mean, and not just a, a small brawl, but just, like, a huge brawl in the stands. And basically, they had to, like, let the fans like you know it was like it was like families and kids like you know down onto the field to avoid this massive mm-hmm. massive brawl i think i saw something like uh, like a report that said like the, the injuries were like in the 40s you know that like it was like it was like in the 40s like the, the amount of people that were injured in this huge brawl like at the very end of san luis Guerrero. and you see there's there's one video that makes the rounds too and you hate to like i don't know, like retweet this stuff and you hate to like post it but it's also uh, you, you feel like you do have Kind of response you have to um, everyone i mean i mean you cesar tom myself we take the news from from mexico and what's happening we and we let people that may not look at networks in span and english or first of all no one's covering this right uh you know right it is it's it's our responsibility and you're right you know you saw all those scenes it it literally looked like 400 people on one side 400 people just kind of came together in like mosh pit style on the stands and then then, like, when they're zooming in and the violence of, like, this guy on the rail. And I, I shared a video. Actually, I shared two a few videos. One of them, you know, it's that I think it's making the rounds. And it's kind of, like, uh, from the stands. And you see this guy getting called off at the rail. And then I said another one where somebody was getting, you know, taken off a stretcher. And I was like, you know what? I probably shouldn't share that. Like, okay, they, they got it. Because this, that one was bloody. And I was like, I deleted that one. But it's true. Like, it, it, it looked horrendous. Yeah. And the kids... Uh, you know, people like crying. crying, and what's what's even worse too is like after the match, uh, Vucetich, uh, you know, one of the league of Mexico's managers, he said uh, after the game that he was like, you know, when people when he was asked at the press conference, you know, about this situation, uh, he was like, oh no, it wasn't nearly. I forget the exact quote, but basically he said like it wasn't nearly as bad as what happened to Culiacan. You know, basically what what happened in Thursday in mm-hmm. Sinaloa, and you're just like, oh my god, man, like why would you even say that? You know, and it's just like it was just like. <laughs> It was just a from a, from like a, that. It just continued to be an even worse weekend for Liga Mekis for a manager to say that, you know, for a manager to bring that up. It just I, I don't know. It was it was it was really really disappointing to see Liga Mekis, Liga Mekis manager bring that up. It was really disappointing to see the lack of security too. When you see all those videos uh, regarding that a huge brawl uh, during the San Luis Guerrero game, one thing which is like quite obvious is just the lack of security or maybe there is there enough was, security there was like a like, cop trying to stop like three cops and they didn't care they were hitting the cops too it, it was just it, it just i don't know so you do hope that this is uh allows certain teams to kind of reevaluate their security situation at their stadiums they, but you've been yeah. saying that for how long since that you know what yeah I mean? like, no, you've been saying that for yeah, it, yeah. it's just frustrating it, it's frustrating that you continue to do that like on our chat we're just like man you we want to we want to write about the good things about it and even the bad things bad games or, or whatever and then you know we're, we're having to dedicate this whole show to 
what's happening with Mexican soccer, and unfortunately, it's it had to do with Cause like, violence. Because, <laughs> like, because, like, for example, we should be talking about you know Jose Juan Macias, you know JJ Macias, you know another this kid, you know, he's 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 got another goal. He's uh, I mean, right now he's like in the t- he's like one of the top seven goal scorers in Liga Mekis. He's averaging a goal every 142 minutes, yeah. and it's always good to see like a young Mexican player there, and like ideally. That would be how we're like starting off the show. If this was maybe a different Liga Mekis weekend, like maybe the big question would be is like, and we always like to, I mean, sometimes like, I mean, I kind of like you guys take a peek <laughs> behind the scenes. Sometimes we like to be controversial with the big question just for the sake of it. JJ Macias has already. the next ec- yeah. yeah. Or has he already eclipsed the, uh, Diego Linus? Yeah, or something like that, or like, or like, what European team should Macias go to? And like, that's the things that we should be talking about. But unfortunately, I mean, it's what, like 35 minutes in the show, 30 minutes in the show, and we're just bringing it up. And the mm-hmm. thing is, it's just like, that's not that's not the big topic of the league at Mikey's Weekend. It's not even the second topic of the league at Mikey's Weekend. And when you take a look at the newspapers, too, like kind of like the sports newspapers, and you take a look at like Esto or like Gancha or just, I don't know, all, all those different newspapers, like they're not talking about what happened on the field. They're talking about what happened off the field, you know, and they're talking about what happened that that San Luis Guerrero game, and there are images of just like people fighting, and images of blood, and it's and it's sad that we have to be talking about that because that's not why I got into this either, you know. I I don't want to be talking about this, but it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's going to kind of continue to happen. I mean, we've seen this before. There's not enough security, but who pays for that security? Is it the is it the city who obviously can't even keep their own security and. Um, is it the owners? Do they? It's there's it, just it's a mess. And I, th- I was reading somebody's tweet. I was like, it's like the state of Mexico. You know, it's felt everywhere. And I, I I hate to like look at that, but it's like there. You know, on Thursday with what happened in Culiacan, and then and then on Friday with players not getting paid, and then the violence on the on the stands. It just kind of go like, yeah, you know, you have to accept it sometimes that that's that's what's happening in in Mexico and and sure it might happen in other parts of the world as we see but that those are our problems you know you look back at other countries where they might not let women watch football and we laugh <laughs> we're like oh my gosh how you know 17th century like what's wrong with people that you know that they don't think that women are, are valued enough to watch a soccer game and then i just feel like that, does that country look at us and go yeah, look at the violence. Look at all the things that's happening, you know? And you just yeah. kind of like, are we, it's like the shame, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, and, yeah, once again, it's just disappointing because, I mean, I'm saying again, but just like, you wish that we could be talking about the actual yeah. soccer. You wish we could talk about what's on the field. Once again, we, sh- we wish we could be talking about, you know, Macias, you know, and just like, oh, this young Mexican striker. Or maybe we'd be talking about, be like, like oh, ne- you know, Necaxa 2, America 2, like, you know, like all those second half goals. Like, I, I don't know. Just like, was that a red for Quito Rodriguez? I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and, I don't know. Like, and, and, and you know what? You you kind of like, I was preparing some tweets for Leon, right? Yeah. And it's like, or I kind of stayed away social media on Thursday because everything was happening. And I'm like, what am I going to add? I'm not there. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm just not even going to put hey, this is what's going to happen in Mexican soccer. Check it out. <laughs> you know, yeah. and even on Sunday, I was like, okay, here, let's, let, let's, and then obviously the violence, you just kind of go, you don't even want to. Like, I look back at the weekend, you know, Chivas and America, you know, both tying, and you, you kind of want to start tweeting about that. But then you go, nah, I kind of don't want to. Like, you know, yeah. it's all this bad stuff's happening that you just kind of stay away from it. But, yeah. um, that's Liga Mekis, man. And yeah. 
I mean, hopefully, I mean, it's just, you, you, you do hope that, I mean, it's just like, ugh, that, uh, some teams learn for this, some teams that, you know, will kind of like, uh, maybe make a bigger investment in security and make a bigger investment and, and like, like, I don't know, like helping out fans and just, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know what I'm saying here, but I'm just, I guess what I'm saying here is I just hope that that was like the worst of it this season that we don't see more weekends like this. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like it's, especially the fans, you know, the, the, there's always some kind of violence. Not always, but we, we hear this happen again. Yeah. All right. Well, I kind of just want to just be done with Liga MX. Sorry, America fans. Sorry, Chivas. I know Rayados. Heck, my Leon, who, who you know, came back and beat Pumas. You know, it's we go in that, but it just kind of like, I feel like I can't talk about it without, like, sounding fake and be like, oh, I'm excited for this. And you just kind of yeah. go in the back of your head. So. Apologies. I guess <laughs> I guess it's basically I mean it's just it's another weekend in which uh, you have you know Santos Necaxa you know up top uh, you know Santos got that four one win over Cholos you know Necaxa I mean regardless of what happened that game though that's it's it's pretty impressive to get a two two draw uh, against America so those two teams I mean if you're if it's already at this point in the season if you're sitting at the top of the sitting at the top two spots of the table then you're you're probably going to be not, not not yeah you you are not only going to like qualify for the playoffs but you got to consider yourself a dark horse for the title so we'll we'll see what they do yeah um, and they kind of fall off <laughs> like, you always have you know <laughs> all right um i would say that in in mexicans abroad more like on a has nothing to do with Liga Mekis, but we can at least get excited for it i mean i know that you're prepping yourself for el tráfico a match that Granted, guys, I know many people, and we've seen it, believe me, are kind of like, ah, we don't watch the MLS, or they don't really care about players. But, and believe me, I am i would say I was one of them. I don't think I've watched much MLS as I have this season. If, and it wasn't because, and it, it's just because of Carlos Vela, or the Mexicans abroad that are, you know, in the LA Galaxy, and, and with Jonathan Dos Santos. But, what's coming up on Thursday, I mean, regardless if you don't like MLS, or you think it's a bad, whatever it is, you're probably going to be watching this drama unfold between Slatan and uh, Carlos Vela in a semifinal match. Uh, winner takes all, one match, and yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's perfect for what's happening. And regardless if you like the league or not, and you're invested in what Carlos Vela and the villain or, you know, who's left us or the Slatan and, and his personality, like, it's going to be crazy. And I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty fun. And it's also, like, I know people always, like, a lot of Mexican, like, soccer fans, like, do not like the idea of Major League Soccer. But the thing is, like, El Tráfico is actually, like, definitely a very, uh, it, it feels like in the, the atmosphere outside of the game, it feels like you're about to watch uh, an El Tri friendly. Honestly, that's that's what it feels like. And it's because, you know, when you go watch El Tráfico, most of the fans there are you know Mexican and Mexican American soccer fans, you know, and when you when you look at these rosters too, and I'm not just talking about LAFC because obviously you have Carlos, uh, you have Carlos Vela in the roster there, and to an extent you have Pablo Cisniega uh, in the roster there for LAFC, but also talk about the Galaxy because you have you have Jonathan dos Santos as well, you know, you have uh, Antuna uh, as well, you have uh, uh, Efrain Alvarez, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So you know, it's it's a very strong uh, Mexican presence uh, in El Tráfico. And especially someone like Antuna, because I feel like, I mean, I guess we're, if we're already looking ahead to the game, uh, I've actually, I've been pretty impressed by him. I've been pretty impressed whenever I get a chance to watch him play with the Galaxy. Sometimes I see him, like, mistime some shots or crosses, but it's clear that he's actually, like, a very, very important player when it comes to the Galaxy trying to, like, connect in the attack to Zlatan. 
you know, especially because Antuna is the kind of player where I didn't really know much about him. I thought I don't think many of us knew much. Yeah, I don't think anybody knew did. much about him. We knew, we didn't know because he was like, oh, he plays for Groningen. In my mind, it's like, all right, who's actually watching him play week in week out for mm-hmm. Groningen? And before that, like, who actually watched him play with like Santos's academy? So I, I've been very impressed by him. He seems to be a player who always seems to be at the right place at the right time. So I'm looking forward to watching him. And of course, I mean, watching Vela too. You know, and I like hopefully I'll be getting an article about this soon. But it's just it's so fascinating to see the success that Vela has in Major League Soccer and just the hatred that it really that, that really, really emerges from Mexican national team fans. The, and you see that on Twitter. You see that online. Just like every time Carlos Vela has success, you always see people being like, why doesn't he do this for old three? Or you'll still see Me- Mexican national team fans saying like, he's only doing this because he's in, he's in major league soccer. He should be like doing this in Spain or he would be doing it at the same level in Spain. It just inspires so much hatred. I've never seen such success for a Mexican player, like just inspire so much hatred <laughs> from the, it's from funny. the Mexican soccer fan base. It's really, really fascinating. To see that. And I will admit as a Mexican national team fan, there is a small it's, it is a very small part of me but there is a there is still a small part of me that every time he you know he cuts in and it takes a beautiful shot from you know with his left foot that like goes perfectly into the back of the net there is still a part of me that sometimes thinks ah yeah well we that would have been nice to see that with l3 or that'd be nice if he was doing that you know for a top spanish side but but he's in LA and he's loving it, you know. And he's he's yeah, he's loving LA. It's, it's and we you know what it will never end. We thought Carlos Vela's drama is gonna be going until he retires. Yeah. And who knows? You know, it's like does he stay longer with the LAFC? Does he go to Mexico? Does he say screw all this? I'm just gonna go retire in Miami and go watch the Heat. Or go, ret- or go retire in the Middle East. Apparently, there. If you believe the rumors, if you believe the rumors, but it's rumors, you know. Yeah. But and it's and you know he said it. It's, but here it is, right? Like he went MLS. He is the best. Pl- you know, he's got the scoring record. Um, he is now in, on on a way to to win a title. Like now, the pressure for him is, there you go. Like now he knows what he needs to do. And then on the other side, you know, there's Slatan and Jonathan dos Santos and and all that. So I I think it's. I think it's brilliant. I think I think uh, I'm excited to see this match. I wanted to see if I could maybe go over there, um, and and and, and see it live. But it's it's exactly how what MLS is wanting us to do, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah well, because I mean, let's let's not let's not be foolish too. Like MLS has had a difficult time bringing in those Liga Mekis fans, the Mexican national team yeah. fans, and I think and it's and it's within reason too, because like I, I think. It like you look at a lot of MLS teams, and if you're like a Mexican national team fan, like, it do you see a lot of you know Mexican or Mexican American representation of those teams? Not usually. No, no, no. So so maybe so maybe that's why like it's not nearly as exciting, you know. But at the same time, you know, MLS for like quality of like play is increasing, and when you do see like teams like the Galaxy LAFC meeting up these El Tráfico games, I mean, just the atmosphere is pretty incredible. It's pretty Honestly, cool. It's 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 some of like the the first El Tráfico that I went to, which is actually the the actual first one. I mean, that's probably one of be like one of my favorite soccer experiences of all time. Slatan so. scoring right through, and then Novella scoring first, and Slatan scoring. It was a who's golazo, right? I think he scored two. Yeah, well, it was it was the first half. I think uh, I, I want to say it was the first half. I think they were uh, what is it? The LAFC were up either three to one or three nothing, and, and then the, Zlat- Zlatan just made it all about him. yeah three three. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Anyways, yeah, no, these yeah, it's gonna. I know, guys. I hate. I, for those of you guys who are like, oh, MLS this and it sucks. I'm like, all right, 
think it's gonna be an interesting match. Um, and and we'll see. What do you uh, who do you think wins it, Cesar? Uh, here's the thing. I mean, what if if there are any LA Galaxy fans who listen to our pod? What they're all probably saying right now is that LAFC have never beaten the Galaxy. Yeah. In El Trafico, because right now we, I think there have been five matches so far, and it's been two wins for the Galaxy and three draws. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the time that LAFC actually finally beat them because they've only gone up against each other in uh, regular season matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think in this playoff game, it's going to be at Bank of California. So it's good. So LAFC are hosting this one. I think it's only the third one of the series that they're hosting as well. So I, I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna. They're gonna walk away with the win here, just because of the form of Vela, and just because they they have been. I don't know. I think the better side over the season. I've watched these these games, and what just surprises me is how bad defense is, <laughs> is around <laughs> players like Vela and players like Slatan. Like you know what Vela's gonna do, and I get yeah. it. You know, obviously. If, all the teams but then i'm like when i was sitting there i think the last game right and i saw slatan and just what the what like lafc defense i'm like are you serious you're just gonna let them do this <laughs> you know so i kind of go like i really it's it's up in the air for me because i can see obviously i think lafc from what i've seen right has a has a much better team um but at the same time i just look at slatan and, and he could take on like all of lafc's defense and i've seen it before they just melt around him yeah, I mean, and I think like, I think it's just it's just like it's like Liga Mekis where like all the big signings that come into Liga Mekis they tend to be midfielders or strikers. I think it's the same thing with Major League Soccer, and I think if you and because Major League Soccer is so top heavy and they do have like some of that world class talent that's like coming through, going up against some defenses which aren't exactly that <laughs> yeah, solid, like man. some like poor like academy kid from like New York Red Bulls like two or something like that coming through, going up against Zlatan or something like that, like yeah. Sometimes uh, a lot of those guys like Zlatan, like Vela, and uh, they can have a they have a fun time out there in uh, Major League Soccer. That's, that's hilarious. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I'll probably if I have to make a prediction. I'll go. I, well, I want LAFC to win. I want Vela to just, you know, I, it'd be it'd be good for just to see the controversy. Um, not that I don't like, you know, Jonathan dos Santos and Antuna and everything as LA Galaxy is happening, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with LAFC on the wand and. Um, I think it's probably gonna happen. I don't know. I really. Don't. I just want to see some golazos. I don't care who's. And you know, it will right. It's like these yeah. games, these games always have some golazos. Yeah. Um, on the other side, someone we didn't think we would be talking about when we're looking at the rundown is um, Marco Fabian scoring. Whether if it was chipped or not, I got I got to see the goal, which is a kind of weird angle. And now Philadelphia is through. Marco Fabian on in the city of brotherly love is now you know the hero. Yeah, I mean the funny thing is like. I knew that we were gonna be like we were gonna be talking about El Tráfico, and I knew that I was like, yeah, probably like I was I was guessing that the Galaxy were gonna win last night and have a, that game set up against uh, LAFC. I knew that we'd probably talk about that and maybe talk a little bit about Vela, talk a little bit about like Jonathan dos Santos. But the last thing that I expected to be talk about was Marco Fabian <laughs> scoring the game winner against New York Red Bulls, and actually, I don't know, like I, I so so right now in Major League Soccer they have a single elimination uh, set up for the playoffs, and it's led to some pretty intense games mm-hmm. so so just kind of a quick little rundown so basically so it's philadelphia union versus new york red bulls new york red bulls were up two nothing by the 24th minute at halftime they're up three to one then uh philadelphia union came back and they scored uh twice in the second half to send it to extra time and then in the 103rd minute uh marco fabian ste- uh, stepped onto the field and then the 106th minute 
he uh, scored the game-winning goal uh, for for the Union. And yeah, like like Lisa said, like it was like kind of like it looked like it was a little bit of a cross, but I think it was deflected a little bit and it went into the back of the net. A weird goal. Yeah, and the great thing too is that so the best part about this game wasn't that goal. It was the fact that so after after that goal, so it's like it's like the last minute of like the second half of like extra time. And then the Union score again. So Union are going are celebrating like crazy. They like they start celebrating with the fans. And then Marco Fabian takes a camera like that someone like hands him or like a phone and he starts taking selfies. And the funny thing is, like, none of them realize that the goal was called offside. So while Marco Fabian is taking a selfie on a phone, the game actually continued to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so like you could see the like I forget who the commentator was, but he was like He's like, they don't know. He's like, they have no idea that it's offside. So, like, you can see the New York Red Bulls starting to play, and then the Philadelphia Union players, including Marco Fabian, like, rushing back onto the field because they had no idea that the goal was actually called offside. But, anyway, that was a pretty good moment. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, yeah, but shout out to Marco Fabian. Who do they face now? Uh, let's see. So, they defeated the Red Bulls, so that means Philadelphia Union's going to go up against Atlanta United. All right. Well, then Atlanta's obviously the, the last champions. To be yeah, interesting so th- to see. Do you see him go through? Uh, I think I think it'll be close. But Joseph Martinez is a beast. Uh, I'm a big fan of him. Who uh, the striker who plays for Atlanta United. Uh, so I think it's gonna be Joseph Martinez gonna be ta- like carry Atlanta United through. They're gonna be they have the home match. So I think Atlanta beats the Union. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know about Marco about Marco Fabia because he's been so kind of like up and down this season. But he's also had some injury issues too. But that's Unfortunately, that's that's that's, that's usually the case with, with Fabian. Well, continuing, we'll see what happens in this crazy MLS semifinal. I was watching this other game, not watching, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it's, it's, it gets crazy uh, when it comes to the to the to the playoffs in MLS. Yeah, like, whether you like the league or not, like <laughs> playoffs have been fun. It's, it's been a, been a lot of fun, like except, crazy. except for except for the Galaxy game. Eh, it could have been better last night, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, other Mexicans around, Raúl Jiménez. Scoring off a of PK, when we were saying it wasn't like a huge last two jornadas for our Mexicans abroad after before the break and after the break. Um, there's you know Chicharito hopefully solidifying more minutes at Sevilla, um, but what's what's important is this week. So lots and lots of football with our Mexicans abroad, Champions League and Europa action uh, tomorrow. Atlético Madrid versus Bayer Leverkusen. Who knows if. If he'll get some, if you know Herrera will get some playing time, we've seen him get a little more minutes since in the beginning of the season. Um, I think Cholos, uh, you know, Simeone saying that he sees the talent, but he also has to earn the minutes. Which, if I remember correctly, I'm like, man, I just don't see him being better than anybody who's there. But um, he did score uh, for them. That's tomorrow on Wednesday, October 23rd. Um, Chelsea versus Ajax. Ajax, right? Ajax. It's just Ajax. I just I, every time I go and I put like Ajax, I kind of go back to like the, the soap, the soap, <laughs> and I and then my brain goes, "Are you gonna say it right?" And you're gonna and then my mom's <laughs> in the background going, "Pasame la Ajax." <laughs> um, and then also Chucky Lozano's Napoli with Salzburg yeah. uh, plays on Wednesday. On Thursday, Porto versus Rangers. Tecatito form. And then Mr. Raul Jimenez Wolves versus Slovan Bratislava um, on Thursday. Sevilla plays F91 Delange and PSV plays 
Lask's Linsk there on the so lots lots of action here Mexicans abroad um, if you had to pick one player that's we're going to be talking about for this Champions League Europa action who would it be Ooh, I think it's going to be Chucky with uh, Napoli yeah, uh, against Salzburg. Man, I hear some. I, that, you know, it's not as easy time like it was PSV for two. Actually, years. you know what? I'm saying that right now. Although I don't know the status of his injury, though. That's I, I might have to because remember he did have that injury issue, which is why I think he didn't play over the weekend. So I might have to edit that really quickly uh, and stick with. Uh, that was that was my that was my immediate guess right there. I mean, I guess I could say potentially Edson Alvarez with Ajax, just because I want to see how he does up against Chelsea, and because he they gave him a, a little bit of a break over the weekend for Ajax, and he uh, I think he didn't step onto the field until until the last minute again uh, over the weekend for Ajax. So maybe that's setting him up for uh, this game up against Chelsea as a potential starter. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah, because I immediately said Chucky, but I think. Yeah, like I said, I think he he's still he's still recovering from his injury. Uh, also, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about Raúl Jiménez, you know, earlier we have Damn. to talk about him the Europa League because even though he, I mean, so I think he, two of his goals were called were called offside <laughs> by VAR or something like that, and then he or and then one goal was allowed through the penalty. Mm-hmm. But he actually is doing quite well in the Europa League when it comes to scoring. Like, if we're counting qualifying, I forget how many goals he has so far, but Raul Jimenez is definitely up there when it comes to Europa League goals so far this season. I'm going to look it up really quickly, but I forget how many he has. He goes up against Braslava, um, the Czech League. Do you know it was called the Fortuna Liga? I didn't know it was called the Fortuna Liga. I did not know that. Do you? Did you know also that there's a Gael Garcia Bernal uh, who plays, uh, I think he's a U15 Chivas player? No way. Someone just tweeted that out recently. I know, you just said, did you know? And I was like, well, did you know that? (laughs) I guarantee you his name is that because of the actor. Like, flat out, the mom was like, Amores Perros came out around the time 15 years ago, (laughs) more than that. and It's like when everybody named their kid Gael after that guy. All right, all right. Jimenez has, if we're counting like qualifiers and whatnot, Jimenez has uh, six Europa League goals so far this season. Okay, there you go. Yeah, not bad. All right. Uh, I would go with Tecatito. He's playing against Rangers. Uh, I would say we're going to be talking about him. Hopefully, maybe, maybe a goal, maybe a couple. Europa League and also um, Champions League. We'll see uh, what happens. Um, anything else? To kind of end the in Mexican yeah. soccer. Breaking news from earlier today: oh. Belias is going to be joining Chivas. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Adriana actually like posted it. Uh, she posted it on the group chat um, that uh, Belias is going to be officially joining Chivas. Um, I think from what I, from what I've ever, uh, is it correctly? So what's going to happen is like he's going to be taking over uh, in 2020. I think is what's going to be happening, but of course, uh, when it comes to Chivas and it comes to Elias, the question is: Is he going to be given the money to spend on talent? Because once again, you could have the best, whatever you, you want. Whether he's a vice president, whether he's a technical director, I'm sure Chivas like posted it exactly like what his role is going to be. But what, no matter, you can have you can have the best general manager, technical director, vice president, whatever. But if you don't give him the money to invest, then is he really going to be? I don't know. The best, uh, <laughs> the best employee that you want him to be, you know. Crazy, Pelas, crazy. That's especially what he did at America. That's kind yeah. Of, you know, it was yeah. golden years. I mean, America's was down the 
drain before Belias came in and then brought Piojo in and got a championship and it'll be interesting to see. Let's break in news, guys, if you're listening. Well, probably not breaking when you're listening. Yeah, to yeah. Now, so yeah, this it's not. Um, another news that we got in here in our, our, our chat. Um, Tigres and Veracruz women's team also processed it before their game a few minutes ago. And, uh, oh, really? There's huh? only a few seconds, like 30. And I said the Tigres score. And Amy said it was actually an own goal from Veracruz. Oh, wait, she oh, was kidding. Okay. <laughs> I was just kidding. All right, well, guys, um, if you stuck to us all the way at the end, we kind of, st- you know, we started the, the, the show with just bad news. and But at the same time, we try to make most of it uh, and uh, talk a little bit about the Mexicans abroad. I hope you enjoy this this episode of the Mexican Soccer Show. Shout out to Amy for uh, doing all the work with our, our rundown and uh, uploading an amazing job here producing the show. Mr. Cesar, uh, good luck on what you'll be doing this week and who you'll be working for and writing articles and get a chance to, to interview Vela. Um, we'll definitely keep an eye on it, man. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we'll, we'll see. You know, Teams will always be like, yeah, yeah, he's available, and then he won't be available mm-hmm. at the last minute. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even... I, I mean... I haven't even applied to the game just yet, so I'm not even sure. There's a decent chance that I, I might be watching the game from home and there's going to be no interviewer article, but we'll see. Fingers crossed that I'll be out there at uh, Bank of California uh, watching the El Trafico this Thursday. <laughs> All right, well, this has been another edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. Chavos, amigas, amigos, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll be here next week, unless there's probably maybe like a little mini pod that... Uh, we'll probably have after Trafico. Yeah, Hopefully you guys can get on there or after any other big news. Mr. Tom Marshall is on vacation. Adriana is working really hard there at the N. And uh, you got myself. So here we go. Hope to uh, talk to you guys next week. Hasta la próxima. Later.